Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. We would ask you to turn with us over to the book of Hebrews in the second chapter and verse number one. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast in every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou shalt visit him? Are you drifting? I read of a story of two young men that was fishing above a low dam on a river near their hometown. And as they were concentrating on catching fish. They were unaware that they had drifted until they were not far from the water that was flowing over the dam. And when they realized their situation, the current near the dam had become too powerful for them to keep the boat from going over the dam. Below the dam, the water was dashing with strong force over great boulders and through the crevices in the rocks and caught by the swirling waters under the rocks, they never came to the surface. After days of relentless searching, the divers finally found one body and then two. And then... The danger of drifting is not just limited to the physical realm. We find here in the book of Hebrews, the second chapter, a warning against the danger of drifting. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Sadly, it's not uncommon for Christians to drift towards destruction. How is it with you? Are you drifting? You know, if there's somebody else in the congregation that's drifting, there's not a whole lot you can do about that except pray for them. But if you are drifting, there's something that you can do about it. Amen. Would you know it if you were drifting? Would it be possible to be drifting 
and not really be aware of it, there's a real danger if we're not careful as the people of God that we can drift away from the Lord individually and also collectively. Amen. There's some things that we should know about drifting from the Word of God. Drifting requires no effort whatsoever. Amen. Just stop oaring or tacking against the wind and the boulder will begin to drift. The same is true for the Christian. Amen. And that's why we're told in the Word of God that we need to give the more earnest heed lest at any time we should let them slip. Another thing we need to notice about drifting, it's an unconscious process. Amen. It is possible to drift unaware. A lot of folks today, I believe, are drifting towards a lost eternity and they don't realize that they're drifting. I believe that's the way it was with the church in the book of Revelation. They didn't realize they was drifting. Amen. Uh, they thought that they was rich. They thought that they had need of nothing. But God realized that they did have lots of needs, that they was poor, that they was miserable, and they was also blind. This lets us know it's possible to drift unaware. I believe the five foolish virgins was just drifting along. They wasn't putting forth any effort. They was just drifting along in a boat or undercurrents are often unnoticeable from the surface. In a plane, the wind or gravitational forces move the plane without you even realizing it. And the same is true in the spiritual realm. Many individual Christians have slowly but surely drifted away from God. They've drifted away from the place where they once was as a Christian. There was a time that they were on fire for God. There was a time that they prayed fervently and effectually and they were able to get a hold of God. And now they've drifted far, far away from God. Not only, as I've already said, can it happen to individuals, amen, but it can happen to an entire congregation. Oh, the churches today, friend, that used to preach sound doctrine, preach the truth of God's eternal word, but today they drifted into air. You take a congregation's that have compromised. It doesn't happen overnight in most cases. What happens, friend? It's a slow process of drifting just a little bit here and a little bit there, amen. But if you just drift a little down and drift a little then just, and just keep on in that way, 
Friend, it only takes a matter of time until we're far away from God. It can happen to me. It can happen to you. It can happen to us as a congregation. Amen. There's something else we need to realize about drifting. We never drift upstream or against the tide. Amen. Faithfulness to the Lord is like oaring upstream. Amen. You must constantly be adding to your faith. You must continue to grow. Amen. The moment you stop growing, you start backward and you start downward. Amen. The speed downstream increases. The dangers increase with the speed of the drift. When we can hear the noise of the waterfall, it's already too late. Don't wait, my friend, until spiritually speaking, you can hear the noise of the waterfalls before you try to do something about it. Because in most cases, amen, it's too late. And just like a story about a little bird that was just drifting along one cold, icy morning on a piece of wood like it didn't have a care in this world. Why should it be afraid? Even though there's a waterfalls on down the way because it's got wings and when it reached the point of danger, why can't it just fly away? Evidently, that's what the bird thought. But when it reached that dizzy edge, it tried to soar, but it was unable to soar because the winter temperatures, the mist had frozen its feathers together. And though it tried to soar, it was unable to. And I believe that's a picture of a lot of people Amen, they drift along, just drift along, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and they live with the selfish thought in the back of their mind. It's just gonna take a little effort. When I reach the danger point, when I get ready to die, when the end of time comes, right before I leave this world, then I'm gonna make some fast moves and get everything straightened up. But I'm telling you, friend, in many cases, it's too late. Once you hear the noise of the waterfalls, amen. The farther you get away from God, the more you drift, the less you care about the things of God. When we lose sight of land, friend, it's more difficult to discern that we're drifting. I'm telling you something else about drifting. It's dangerous to others. You see a ship just drifting is hazardous to all other vessels at the sea. Listen to me, parents. Those of you that's just drifting along, you're gonna soon lose the golden opportunities to teach your children right from wrong. Many today are tossed to and fro, 
carried about with every wind of doctrine, drifting here and drifting there. Amen. And I tell you, friend, a life like this ends in shipwreck. Is that what you want out of life? To end in shipwreck? Listen to me. A boat adrift will crash on the rocks or go over the falls. And for those who drift spiritually through their own neglect, there shall be no escape from a just punishment. The danger of drifting is real. Are you drifting? Look where you once was in life. Have you drifted? Are you drifting? May the Lord help us to seriously consider this thought. Amen. Friend, the danger of drifting is real or there'd be no need to warn against it in the word of God. Amen. Are you drifting? Well, to help answer that question, here are some common signs of drifting. A diminishing desire to study God's word is a sign of drifting. It's not altogether the fact that you've quit reading the word of God is the desire to read the word of God diminishing in your life. Thank God for the Bible. The Bible, the Word of God is a unique book. Friend, the Bible is a source of information not found anywhere else. Without God's revelation, how could we truly know our origin, our purpose, and our destiny? But thank God for the Bible. Thank God for the Word of God. It answers every one of these questions for us. Amen. It tells us of sin's dreadful consequences and how God saves an individual from sin. If you're backslid on God, friend, there's some terrible consequences of sin. But the Bible tells us about these consequences. It also tells us how we can be saved from sin, how we can be delivered from sin, how we can be made a new creature in Christ Jesus with old things passed away. And behold, all things are become new. And how our sins can be put in the sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered again. Amen. So, dear ones, the Word of God provides for living happily and useful life. But when one loses their desire to study God's Word, you know what's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong. They're drifting. Amen. Somebody said, but I'm too busy. You might be too busy, but you're drifting when you lose your desire to study the Word of God. Another common sign is a diminishing desire to pray. 
Prayer is a wonderful blessing to us as the people of God. It's an avenue to communicate with God. That's a blessing, friend, that God has given us. Amen. To be able to get down on our knees and talk to God and know that God's listening. Thank God for the promises concerning prayer in the Bible. Amen. The Bible lets us know that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The Bible lets us know that if we are in him and he is in us, we can ask what we will and it shall be done. The Bible says if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So thank God he also went on and said that the ears of the Lord are open to the prayers of the righteous, but his face is against them that do evil. So we can get down on our knees, we can call upon God, and we can know that God's ears is turned our way. That's a privilege that we have. But there's something happens to an individual when they begin to drift away from God. And that is, there's a diminishing desire to spend time in prayer. How is it in your life? Are you spending as much time in prayer as you once did? You know what's wrong? If you're not spending that time in prayer, chances are you are drifting. Jesus loved his Father. And because he loved his father, he often prayed unto his father. Amen. He went out into the mountain alone. He went to the garden and he talked to his father because he loved his father. And there was communion there. And thank God we love our heavenly father. And we can have sweet communion with him. And Jesus expressed concern that his disciples not grow weary in prayer. When Christians pray less and less, he's drifting more and more. Prayer is something that the Bible says to do without ceasing. Evening, morning, noon, and night will I pray and cry unto God and he will hear my prayer. There's another common sign when we're drifting and it's a diminishing desire to be with God's people. Possibly there's some that's not here because they're drifting. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. Every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, you ought to be glad that you can go to the house of God. Every revival service, you ought to be glad that you can go to the house of God. Amen. There's something that happens to folks when they start drifting. They start missing on Wednesday night. Then they're missing on Sunday night. Then they're missing on Sunday morning. If we no longer rejoice in the worship of God in the presence of the brethren, you know what's wrong with us? We're drifting. Fellowship with God extends beyond the service of the church. Amen. Friend, we're to be concerned with edifying one another. Such edification 
should occur even daily for the right kind of friendship strengthens while the wrong kind leads us to sin. There's nothing more important than the company you keep, especially to the young people. Watch the fellowship or friendship that cools you off in your experience. And when you're around certain people, you're more apt to do certain things that you know is not right. When Christian prefers the companionship of the people of the world rather than the fellowship of Christians, they're drifting towards the rocks of spiritual destruction. Then, my friend, there's a diminishing desire to share the gospel. Oh, when you first get saved, you just want to tell everybody about what God has done in your life. And oh, you're all fired up for God, but if you're not careful, that desire will diminish as time goes on. When one obeys the gospel, he knows that God has blotted out his sins. He knows that God has made him a new creature in Christ Jesus, and he wants to tell the world about Jesus and about his love and what he can mean in an individual's life. But when a Christian no longer has the desire to take the message of salvation to others, that's a sign that a person is drifting. Then there's another common sign, and that's an increasing thrill over the things of this world. Such as greater thrill over worldly honors. Parents of some young people get more excited over worldly honor than when their children are doing good spiritually. The Apostle John warns us against the love of the world and the things that are of the world such as increasing enjoyment of worldly pleasures. Paul described some who was lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. The Bible says, set your affections on things above, Amen. not on things of this earth. Amen. I believe these are some of the signs of drifting. Friend, if we are to remain close to God, it's not going to be easy. We got to go against the tide. There's many tides that'll sweep us away. Popularity, peer pressure, the praise of others, modernism, humanism, denominationalism, false doctrines of all kinds, liberalism, worldliness that's trying to creep right into the church. And it's the greatest enemy of the church. Neglect and indifference and apathy, a lack of interest and concern. People not willing to put forth the effort to fix things. 
If we drift along with the majority, we're certainly gonna be lost. So what's the answer? Saints, we must have a strong anchorage rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. Minds must be anchored to the truth. And if we can get our minds really anchored to the truth, we won't be swept away with all these winds of doctrine that's blowing around. We can possess, you can possess an unshakable hope rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus. Then you won't go drifting. Friend, there's a real danger. And we would be foolish to say otherwise. Many, many folks that I've known over the years have drifted away from the Lord. And it would only be arrogance on my side to say it couldn't happen to me because it can happen to each and every one of us. Brethren, sisters, young people, have you been drifting? The danger of drifting is real. Are you drifting? Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.